0: everybody and welcome to another episode of Raptors in the Kitchen on this, the 9th of May in the year 2018 of our Lord and Saviour, Cthulhu. I, I am one of your hosts, Paco Rodriguez, and I am joined as always by Tommy Voss. Hello! And our good friend Neil McCall. Good evening. Hello and a good evening. Was Cthulhu a god? Yeah, he's one of the old yeah. gods. Yeah.
1: Okay. I don't know if he was just like an interdimensional demon, but like really powerful.
0: I mean, like that he is also that. Right. Yeah. Uh, to look on him is to look on madness, Tommy. Oh, all right. Okay. But um, I'm not sure like how he fits into the whole, a uh, kind of mythology of Dagon in H.P. Lovecraft's work. You like your Lovecraft, Neil? Do you have any any input on that one?
2: Uh, Cthulhu Cthul- Cthul is one of the old gods. There is a pantheon. Yeah. Of old gods, like Cthulhu, no, it's, it's Cthulhu is like
0: thing. he is a uh, worshipped in like a uh, Africa, I think. And then when people kind of were getting taken to America as slaves, it kind of got t- branched into American culture as well because of that. All right, uh, but then Dagon is, I think, like a uh, primarily like he is a god that deals in the kind of uh, American side of things because like. It's in is Dagon H-
2: not the one that's kind of like a bit fishy? Yeah, he's like a fish god. Yeah. Uh, so like, uh, you know, in but in a, a lot, lot of, of Lovecraft are...
0: stuff, there's like, a, there's like a fictional place called uh, Arkham, which is where Batman gets all his stuff from. Uh, what? Yeah, Batman takes Arkham from H.P. Lovecraft.
1: Is this where you're saying he gets all his stuff from? And I was like, Batman doesn't get stuff from Arkham.
0: No, that's the, the naming convention, that gothic feel. Fair enough. Because uh, it's, it's always like East Coast America, Innsmouth, yeah. Arkham, and a like kind a of New, New England kind of yeah. area. Mm. So yeah, like Dagon's like a fish god, is like a I guess like... this stuff from Wayne Enterprises, I mean. yeah, whatever. <laughs> uh, but anyway, this isn't a fucking HP Lovecraft podcast, even though it maybe should be sometimes because he's really good. Uh, this is a fucking movie podcast and we don't really have any movies to talk about because it's a shit week. <laughs> That's not true. Me and <laughs> did our homework. Wow. I don't know what the fuck you, you
2: don't did. Ha- you don't have any movies to talk about. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. True that. Like, I, I had two weeks off work and I, I've only just started back and it's absolutely destroyed me to the point where I couldn't even be bothered going to the cinema. So, no movies from me. But uh, luckily these two guys have been doing us all proud.
2: Um... I was just saying to be fair, there wasn't again there wasn't that much out this week that was any good.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's a wee preview of what Neil's seen. <laughs>
2: uh... <laughs> um my what I've seen, I have one which I actually quite enjoyed and one which is a bit. <sighs> okay. I
0: uh, I don't think I've I, I didn't see any new trailers this week, did you guys? Uh... <laughs>
2: yes, I have seen trailers this week.
0: What trailers have you seen? I saw the
2: trailer for *Mamma Mia* too. Oh,
0: here we go again! Jesus it, uh, Christ!
2: Made me want to gouge my eyes out. Yeah, it was pretty <clears> horrific, <throat> and I just as well, the first the first film is essentially about Meryl Streep and the results of her being a whore in college. Yeah, and this one, and this one is about her being a whore. Somehow, the thing that boggles my mind most about that trailer is shares in it, and she's supposed to be God. Meryl Streep's mother. Fuck how, off! How does, does that work? There's like maybe ten years between them.
1: If that, aye, no, there is. It's about ten years. Something like. There's no fucking way shares yeah. her mum and yeah. that. I don't buy that. I'm actually just supposed to your
2: shares still alive.
1: Shares face is
2: so botoxed that mm. she can hardly
1: move her mouth. Aye, well, that was kind of prominent in the trailer for. It's, it's, uh, it's, it's,
2: it's worse than Carrie Fisher in the last two Star Wars films.
0: Oh well, did they? Uh, did they still kind of use the actual actors' uh, voices for the the singing? Like rather than kind of yes, get they do. people who can sing, is Pierce Brosnan in it again? Because I heard he was terrible.
2: All right, okay, um, yeah, Pierce Brosnan's in it again uh, because the film's told in flashback. Uh, what the plot looks to me is Amanda Seyfried character is now pregnant. I get the feeling that Meryl Streep's dead, because oh, uh, I don't think she's actually in it. Uh, so it's her going back and telling the story of how Meryl Streep got pregnant
1: with her. So do they use the old uh, de aging
0: CGI? What the Marvel? Technology? No, it's a whole new woman. All oh, right. Okay. It's-
2: it's a whole new cast, it's a younger cast
0: Right, who ended up being the actual dad in the first one? Was it not Colin Firth? Um, well, fuck knows It was
1: him, I I thought... him Brosnan or Stellan Skarsgård who I actually um, thought was she... good. I thought he was going to be the villain I thought it turned out like you know he fucking killed a kid or something But that that would have been an interesting twist to what was from what I've seen, a very boring
0: two hours It done like fucking stupid well though, didn't it? Yeah, it was in the fucking cinema oh, for like eight months it was eight months. It was something like that. It was selling out for it so long. Did as well. like, not I've leave never the seen cinema. so many drunk, like in a mother's uh, outside of like a family function, ever. Like just it oh. was just drunk women, drunk older women for fucking days.
2: This will do the same business.
1: Yeah, no absolutely. It's the same as like is the great the greatest showman X still has showing. So that was out in January, or was it December? I
2: think that has finally gone.
1: Uh, that that's that stayed. So Did, the, the live yeah. action musical is back for business. Did you like
2: the
0: original one? No, no, no. Not my cup of tea. Like I don't generally like musicals, but like I do like in like okay, rare occasions when you hear like non-professional singers singing stuff. Like I enjoy that for some reason. So like I would be tempted to kind of watch it, but I, at the same time I don't know. It's obviously I I wouldn't give a fuck about who her dad is. Yeah, the like clock.
2: Well, yeah. Well, I look forward to your review of this film.
0: And I'll over. tell you what though, I was pretty good. I enjoyed <laughs> I enjoy Abba. Mm. So,
2: Yeah, I've it. got nothing. I've got nothing against Abba, I like, quite like a lot of their stuff. I just don't want to go see this. Any other trailers? Following the Mamma Mia trailer, I also saw the trailer for Book Club. Book is, yeah. Club club. Book Club, which yeah. is again one of. These films that are going for the grey market, as I like to yeah. call it, where it's four elderly leading ladies in Hollywood, Diane Keaton, Candace Bergen, Mary Steenberger, and, oh, who was the other one? I can't remember who the other one was. They have a book club, and they have decided that the book they're going to read this month is Fifty Shades of Grey. Oh, just wow. be- and it's because
0: and that, don't, that,
2: and it's because not getting
0: the sex. Never before, I think, has my interest like I mean, it was already pretty low when you were talking about the, the kind of cast and stuff. But yeah, like I've never felt such a sharp kind of just decrease in any kind of interest than I mean, yeah. I think yeah, that really I,
1: I think I recall seeing that trailer a wee while back, but seeing you said book club, I thought you were talking about the Guernsey book club yeah. of pies. No. All right, well, there you go, then. Um, that sounds checking. fucking shite. I'm
2: just checking who the fourth one was.
0: We really don't need to know.
2: Oh, it's um,
0: <laughs>
2: it's Jane Fonda.
0: Yeah, well, she's still alive that as well. Sense.
2: Yeah, that
1: makes Jane sense. Yeah, one Fonda's going about. Wow. What age is
0: she now, man? 70s.
2: Yeah,
1: it must be.
0: If not more. Uh, but so, yeah. Did you watch any good trailers?
2: Uh, nah not really Wasn't, hasn't been any good trailers out. Mm.
0: Yourself,
1: um, I've seen the trailer for I think it's Hereditary is what it's called um, it's a horror film starring it's got Tony Collette in it and um, Gabriel Byrne and it's about um, this family who um, the mum uh, the sorry the grandmother has just passed away and um, the kid the daughter of the family Tony Collette's mm. daughter it was her mother that passed away. Tony Collette's daughter. Um, st- a lot of weird stuff starts happening around the house, um, suggesting possible poltergeists or um, um, that she's been possessed of some kind. But the trailer was actually really good. Uh, it was. I remember reading about it, like it got lauded at like various film festivals. It didn't look like your mainstream. Trash. It looked like it might actually have something to it, and I thought the trailer um was actually very well done, uh, And uh, I'm I'm definitely gonna check it out. Uh, from the it's from the producer of the Witch, which I really enjoyed as well. The Witch w. was a great
0: movie. Uh, what are you saying, Paco? Like the way they spelt Witch was with two V's rather than a W, wasn't it? Oh, or was that just the marketing thing? Was that just yes, like, yes, know, that is that one, yes. yeah, yeah, but that's that's that yeah, was the movie. That,
2: a new story about uh, the hereditary uh, trailer the other week, where some cinema in America had stupidly messed their trailer rules up, and it get played at like a a mother and f- <laughs> uh, a children screening, Super and all happy. these all these kids were terrified, running out of screens screaming Probably. and bawling. I always
0: around. I always like hearing stuff like that happen. Like, hey, uh, yeah, I forget like which ones it's happened in the past, but like I've definitely heard that sort of thing before. Uh, one of my workmates this morning was telling us about how he took his son to see Infinity War and uh, the kid was in fucking tears at the end of it because of, like all the all the heroes died and stuff man, spoilers for Infinity War again.
2: I, went, I, I went to see it again with my mum and dad the other day and there was a kid along the row from me that was in tears and I'm just sitting there going he 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 yeah. enjoy <laughs> your childhood uh, did it hold, How many times have you seen it
0: now? Is that two? Or,
2: uh, it's just three? twice,
0: yeah like, Did it hold
2: up? Uh, I, I... Do a bit more, to be honest, um, because I didn't have that expectation being held over it. I was able to appreciate it a bit more. Sure. Um, Brolin's final is, a, I felt, a bit more nuanced this time around because I could kind of appreciate it. Uh yeah, no, oh, it's a good movie.
1: Yeah, you had to see it at a certain time. Would you let me ask you this, Neil? Would you put it in your top five Marvel films?
2: Mm. I don't know because it's not it's not better than Winter Soldier.
1: Oh no, no, I didn't mean it's it's the best. That's been settled. It is Winter Soldier. It's the best. Um, because I don't uh, know. Like, oh, sorry, carry on. I'm I'm trying to think what my
2: top five would be probably Winter Soldier, Civil War, Ragnarok, Guardians. Yeah, is it maybe on? Is it maybe number five?
1: Well, see, I think it's because I've seen it more, but and I would have to watch Infinity War because it is more of a fucking epic. But I don't know, man. Like right now, I'm still think like I remember. I know Infinity War is not the same film, but it's like see Avengers Assemble. I remember just like fucking really loving that, and I could have watched it three or four more times in that day. Obviously, Infinity War, I, you can't do that. It is a gut punch and a half, and you have to kind of there's a lot. It's long also long and, yeah. as fuck. Yeah. Whereas Avengers Assemble, I still yeah. regard as well, just I, fucking class.
2: I saw I saw Assemble eight times in the cinema.
1: Yeah, yeah.
2: And I don't I don't see that happening with Infinity War, no. but it is such a different type of film.
1: Yeah.
2: And in, Infinity War is, a, you've got to kind of that's a decision of right. right I'm going to set. I'm going to take this in. Whereas uh, Assemble, you can throw Assemble on. You don't really have to pay attention to it. Yeah,
1: it's kind of like a new hope.
0: It's just just like, still really good.
1: There
0: we go. Yeah. So, right. okay, man in the field, Neil McCulloch, who's in charge of the news this week.
2: Okay, quite a light news week this week. Um, I think the most, one of the more important ones uh, that I came across was both Bill Cosby and Roman Polanski have been expelled from the Academy uh, because they're both sex pests. Yeah,
0: yeah.
2: However...
1: Carry on, sorry. Hold on. Yeah.
2: No, no. However, I read the story this morning that Roman Polanski is now suing the Academy um, because he's been expelled. And I will give you a quote. Uh, we are not here contesting the merits of the expulsion, but rather the, your organization's blatant disregard of its own standards of conduct and as well as, as its violations of the standards required by California Corporations Code. So what Polanski is essentially saying is, uh, just because everybody, and also this is quote, uh, because of the Me Too movement, which he's calling mass hysteria and hypocrisy, he is being he is being <clears throat> chucked out of the academy, not for having sex with a thirteen-year-old girl,
1: over four years ago. Yeah, and like he fled. Like, he, where the fuck is he now? Like, Flea. is he in He's France? In or France, from... yeah, non extradition. He's
2: in France. Yeah, right.
1: Mm. He's hey. been there since the late
0: seventies. Yeah. The Bill yeah. Cosby thing is uh, particularly interesting as well because, like, I thought that was all done and dusted. I didn't realise it was still ongoing. No, it's but so, like he's being convicted. Yeah, more recently, oh, no, his, he... his wife has came out in defence of him, saying that, like, she fucking hates how much of a witch hunt has happened. It's like. That's right, it's man. a witch hunt, given that he roofied yeah, young women. That's I don't, right, it's exactly. a witch
2: hunt. Well, if, if I could uh, direct you to another quote by Roman Polanski in this week's Polish Newsweek, I think this is a kind of mass hysteria. That occurs in society from time to time. Sometimes it's very dramatic, like the French Revolution (laughs) or the the St. Bartholomew's Day Massacre in France. Or sometimes it's less bloody, like 1968 in Poland or McCarthyism in the US. Everyone is trying to back this movement, mainly out of fear. I think it's total hypocrisy. Not because he slept with a 13-year-old girl. Mm. I also
0: find the fact that he didn't bring up Coney 2012 like, eh, <laughs> which, eh, to my shame, when is something it in it's, San Diego. I mean, not before that, like when <laughs> it was like just they made like a well edited fucking video about this eh, African dictator and about how like if everybody bands together we could get something done about it. And it was like mm-hmm. totally like a, a hope over fear effort.
1: Well, the thing uh, is, right? It's interesting because <clears throat> Roman Polanski, all that is the, the fucking <clears throat> nonsense. But you also he's an Academy <clears throat> Award winner. So, they were cool with all this, so much so that he was awarded an Academy Award for The Pianist, which Harrison mm-hmm. Ford delivered to him. And because, like, he's like, oh, man, this hashtag's fucking, it's a witch hunt. They're like, right, well, even though we did award you an Oscar, even though you are a convicted felon of the United oh. States government, because you said that about hashtag, you're fucking stricken off the record.
2: Uh,
1: Not off the I, record, sorry, I, out of the I club. I
2: no, I kind of want to correct that. That he's not convicted. Um, Sorry, he's a fugitive of justice. He's a fugitive
1: of justice.
0: Yes, that's what I meant. To yeah, say but something. also like he's not been stricken off the academy thing because of this like uh, accusation against the Me Too movement. He's talking about the Me Too movement because he has been taken off the academy thing. Well, that's the thing. That <clears throat>
1: <clears throat> was it. Not he said oh, I was mass hysteria, and they've said, "Right, well, fucking, you're you're out of the club." No. No, no.
0: They, they booted him out of the club. Then hysteria. he said it's
1: Macedonia. Because wow. he's out of the club. Yeah, I yeah. mean, how could they just. It's, I mean, I'm not, not not defending Polanski, but how could they justify kicking him out now? If that. I mean, what is. The, they'd have to give a solid reason for it. And if they <clears> say it's because he slept with that, then uh, that's complete fucking hypocrisy. Four yeah. years he's been in the business since then, and he's won an Academy Award. And now they're, yeah. they're like, "Oh, mate, actually, everyone agrees that it's bad, so we'll have to chuck you out the club
0: because yeah. now it's everyone perfect. agrees it's bad." What? It, I it, think it, no. It, I think that's absolutely it, fair enough. Like, I can, like sorry, Neil, you go. I think I think it's fair enough that they're chucking
2: him out. It's about time that he's been chucked absolutely, out. Absolutely. Uh, I, th- I think what the issue is now is that he needs to have that Oscar stricken from me, from the record.
0: Yeah.
1: If, but what they gonna they're gonna do,
0: otherwise it is kind of hypocrisy.
1: Yeah. I mean
0: what are they gonna do though? They're gonna send a SEAL team to go get it. I doubt it. I mean <laughs> they could if they need kind of help uh, in this thing, could they not just get in touch with Vince McMahon? Has you know, got like experience in rubbing people out of history? it, it happens all <laughs> over American sports. Um yeah. there was
2: Notre Notre Dame University, uh, I think it was in Notre Dame. It's a guy called Joe Paterno was their head coach of the football team. Him for like 30 40 years. Mm-hmm. However, uh, as his establishment and some of his kind of managers had uh, been um, accused of child molestation. Yeah, it was his assistant and, coach. <clears throat> and he, uh, assistant coach, uh, and mm-hmm. he swept under the rug. And his whole thing has been wiped from history. Mm. Every achievement has been
1: wiped from yeah. history. There's actually an HBO film coming out. I think it's called Paterno, where Pacino plays him, and uh, uh, I've seen the for it. it. Looks actually very good.
2: The, there's a there's a really good uh, ESPN 30 for 30
1: Love about. that series.
2: Yeah, it's a great series. Mm-hmm
1: even shit I don't care about, like, if it's, like, all oh, the fucking bastards of baseball, and like, I'll watch that, man,
0: because it's probably really good. You, you just seem to like yeah. generally like documentaries in general, though. Yeah, like, I,
1: again, so, it's, <clears throat> I'm speaking to my brother about this, uh, I mean, I recently, I watched a documentary this this week uh, about an, uh, Will, the Williams family of uh, Formula One, and again, I, I, I say I have a fleeting interest, my stepdad likes Formula One, he really enjoys it, um, so I've I've kind of got a wee bit insight to it, but I've never really took it up because I thought it was kind of boring. But again, it's a documentary about something. I'm like, you know what, I'll watch this because it it was well made. Um, It told me a lot about someone who I was familiar with but didn't really know too much about, about a sport that I'm familiar with but I don't follow. And from that, actually, I actually ended up watching Rush again and I watched Senna again. So I had a total Formula One night that night. A
2: well-put-together documentary is it can be a fantastic piece of viewing. Mm-hmm. Um, but in the, not to kind of harp on about the 30 for 30 series, but some of the stuff that they, the sports that they look at on, in that. Like, for instance, is and I think it's the first season of it, there's one called The Price of Glory, which I, Tonya is essentially based on. Yeah, I've
1: heard that's good, and, man.
2: And it's a, that's a fantastic piece of film as well. Yeah,
1: and again, it's, like, it's about ice skating, and you're like, man, yeah. something that I probably wouldn't care about. But if it's right. a, if it's if the subject is well made, again, like I Tonya, has got some stars that I like in it. I didn't really know much about it, but there was a story there. And again, I think it's because I like history, so it's one of those things where I was like, "Oh fuck,
0: I, this happened in my lifetime." But what what was the big scandal? Do you, like, you don't really listen to podcasts, do you? You don't really get chance to listen to them. Much. I don't really, which is, <laughs> which is <laughs> ironic. Which is ironic, because yeah. I've been
1: part one for like eight years. <laughs> like the the only
0: thing I can think of for myself that's comparable to this, because I don't really watch documentaries or biopics and stuff like that. but Like uh, I've started listening to Ninety Nine Percent Visible, which is like a podcast about design. Mm. and uh, this week's one was about Oprah Winfrey's hair Uh, which like when it yeah exactly when it started off I was like I've fucking zero interest in this Uh, it's only like 23 minutes long but then like it became amazingly interesting because like so like mathematics involved it was to do with uh, like wind resistance (laughs) well I mean (laughs) More so than you would expect. I think you her hair like a yacht, a yacht mast. Like seemingly, she's had this, <laughs> the same hairstylist for like eighteen years, right? Actually, and it's she can, like she can a, afford it. It's like a mega famous guy now because of, I mean, like I think he was like famous beforehand, but like he's now mm-hmm. more famous because of her. Mm-hmm. But like, he created like a chart for categorizing different types of hair, right? And uh, that's became like a famous chart that people talk about, and, like it. especially it's especially kind of important when it comes to black women because like oprah winfrey is a mega mega influential person yeah. so it's that way like it's i mean on oprah's show she'd have like a book
1: club if that was your book yeah, yeah, yeah. it was yeah. straight to number one of the new york times bestseller yeah. if it was a film let me like, make Man. my fucking point dickhead i know what I, i'm just saying <laughs> I, I get it it's oprah it's oprah so yeah no it.
0: but the point is that like it's all like even something as kind of silly as people's hairstyles like a is like so steeped in racism that, like wow. it's it's absolutely fucking unbelievable, just like how complicated something like the the kind of fashion of people's hair can uh, wow. can fair stuff. So it's like apparently, like during the kind of slavery kind of period, of America, uh, women black women who like had more kind of white traits, so like straighter hair rather than curly hair got like more privileges. And uh, even after slavery slavery was abolished, it was still something that was like. Heavily lauded in the black community for a long time. It was like you know, trying to make themselves look white, right? Oh No, yeah, I've heard about and, uh, it. All. It's yeah. like now, like this oh. kind of podcast in particular is about the kind of current revolt against that, and like uh, rather than kind of try to subdue their hair and straighten it, it's about like trying to maintain it. But even in like the the forums and stuff where people are trying to do stuff naturally, that bias of uh, trying to get it straight as possible still exists. Wow, it's crazy how like There's how a... slavery fucking impacted almost every facet of Western culture.
2: There's a, a good documentary again uh, from 2009, from about HBO, uh, called Good Hair. Uh, it's got Chris Rock in it. It's about uh, trends in black black women's hair. And yeah. it's worth a look yeah, at. Yeah, they,
0: they mentioned Chris Rock in this, actually, because okay, he, like, he made a, a movie, what was it called Good it, it, Hair? It's called yeah. Good Hair, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like uh, when he, like he started referring to like the products as creamy crack and stuff like that, and like mm-hmm. how that's uh, <laughs> the thing that happens it's because like, like his his daughter asked why she doesn't have good hair, and Aww. like uh, yeah, it's actually it's pretty cool. But like it, I mean, it was really difficult for me not to think of the Soul Glow part of coming to America. <laughs> uh, then they played that halfway through Amazing. the podcast, and I couldn't stop fucking yep. laughing. Amazing, it was of course, was so do good. That. But, like to the point where because the rest of it was so serious, now I, I don't actually know if Soul Glow was a real thing or not. Like was that a I real think,
2: advert? I, so Soul Glow wasn't a real thing in in terms of the stuff that's in that film, but there's many products like that.
1: Yeah, to to get your Jericho yeah. just right. Yeah, uh, but yeah. But again, So Glow's a parody of that, which is fucking
0: just amazing. That like that tune in the Soul Glow advert cracks me up every fucking time. Yeah. It's I, the I, the I, tiny baby bit at the end of it, baby. it. It's it's not that, it's the fucking
1: really Really unnecessary high pitch of it, (laughs) but just everything about coming to America is fucking excellent. (laughs) Um, segue to that, or they're making a
2: second one,
1: yeah. I did. Uh, I I don't really, I mean, I know Eddie Murphy is trying to have some kind of career, but he doesn't need to do that, and nobody asks for it, and I don't want it, and it'll be shit, it'll be a fucking PG bullshit effort. What was the last Eddie Murphy movie that was out? That was out yeah well he did a film um i think it was like 2015 where it was like a serious effort it was like he played like it wasn't like a he played an assistant in a house he was like a chef and he kind of forms this relationship uh platonic relationship with like the daughter and it's about it's called like mr something uh but the trailer looked alright, but See, it just when, went I, it went completely unnoticed, but I thought it looked alright. I, I would
0: say like making serious movies is probably a good move for him now though, because like all his comedic efforts of the past decade have been fucking terrible. Well
1: he was I mean from what I've seen of Dream Girls, uh he was good in that as pretty much he was just James Brown, but he got nominated for an Academy Award for that uh uh performance. So he is a good actor.
2: Mr Church. That's it, Mr. Church.
1: Yeah. But he chooses to do goofy fucking Disney family bullshit that nobody cares about.
2: Well, was he thing not that he wanted to make films that his daughter could watch?
1: Which one?
0: Well, at the time, it was obviously his youngest. Mm. But, I don't know. Like Eddie Murphy was in a lot of good movies. I mean, like it, it would from, be good to see sh- him come back. Going from Shrek, like, and then like Dr. Doodles, and fucking Meet
1: Dave's and Norbit. Norbit, oh. and you know... There's a plethora of just shite, whereas you look at, like, coming to America, trading places, the Golden Child, I mean, Golden Child, yeah, I know that was the 80s, it was different, Beverly Hills Cop 2 and 1, not 3, um, you know, it, there's, there's a lot of range in there in terms of, like, yeah, he would just be the comedic guy, but at least he was doing something different and it wasn't, like, pretending to be a fucking spaceship and Or other sh- the entire cast
0: yeah I mean like Coming to America like when you watched that more recently that was like the beginnings of that sort of thing wasn't it where he was like he was about eight different characters in that movie well yeah but he was he was huge at this point yeah.
1: it's like he had so much creative control uh, and whatnot. and I mean don't get me wrong John Landis is a great <laughs> director um, well he, he he had his time as a great director he's not I think made a decent film in a long time um, but yeah Coming to America was very much the Eddie Murphy show but in saying that, Arsenio Hall's really good in it as well. Yeah, he is. He is really. Good. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I think he gets fair. I mean, Eddie Murphy's the star, but he gets a fair amount of like time in that film as well. Um,
0: I I would like depending on who's at the helm of it. Like if Eddie Murphy happened to be in like a twenty one Jump Street style movie where like you know he was in it, but he wasn't like the creative force behind it. Like I think that could be a really good thing because he is a good comedic actor. I bet you, eh, well, no, it won't be Brett Ratner because
1: (laughs) Hollywood Hollywood won't hire him.
2: Because he likes to touch people. (laughs) Yeah,
1: other horrible shit. Um, And make terrible films, well, mostly terrible films. Um, But yeah, um, it might be John Landis, but that that doesn't fill me with any kind of joy because, as I said, I I can't mind the last time Mm -hmm. John Landis made a good film. Mm -hmm. Birkin Hare was so whatever, so boring.
0: Uh, so we're still. No, I, was, I, was right. I mean, like we've meandered off a bit, but we're still kind of on trailers. Like, uh, just I've just remembered that. Uh, I, I, what's up, Neil? I, I believe we were on news. Oh, okay. Well, going back to trailers that we missed, I suppose. Okay. The Luke Cage uh, trailer for Netflix that just came out. Did you watch that? Um. Uh, yes. Yes,
2: I no, did actually.
0: Uh, the main villain in it is called the Bushmaster. Bushmaster. Say, yeah. hey, other than that, like I thought, season one of Luke Cage is actually pretty boring. But like the most important thing has returned for season two, and that is the painting of a B.I.G. Oh, with the crown. crown on it. Yep.
1: <laughs> Love a fucking good painting, a good oil painting that appears in yeah. a film. Can okay, I know we're kind of. I want. I want to talk about this. Can you give me? I, I was talking about top five. Can you give me your three or four best? Oil paintings you've seen oh, in films. Oh, oh. Right Neil, hold on oh.
0: hold on, I'm going to guess the one you was about to see. It's the one in Dodgeball. Nope. <laughs> right. Okay. I mean, were you we take it, 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 will you take the bull by the horns. Yeah. Uh,
2: it's Bill Murray on a horse in Zombieland.
0: That one is really good. That's up there. Yeah, that's, it's that's fucking, fucking great. great. Yeah, the the one in Dodgeball where it's like a Ben Stiller grabbing a bull by the horns, like uh, accompanied accompanied happened, by this yeah. the, the fact that he's, he says that's a metaphor, but
1: <laughs> <laughs> it actually happened. But that really happened.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. Hey. Uh, what about Ed bison as napoleon
2: <laughs> oh yeah that one is also awesome yeah
1: that's pretty good uh one i really like and it's 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 in a film that nobody talks about it's not that great a film i think dinner with schmucks which was the remake
2: i, I really enjoyed them
1: Dinner it, for Schm- it was fine the remake is has got steve carell it's got um zach galifianakis is really good in that movie yes um so is oh shit chris from uh, the it crowd uh, I was about to say Chris uh, Pratt, but it's not Chris Pratt. Chris
0: O'Dowd. Chris O'Dowd, O'Dow. O'Dow.
1: yeah. There's a, great, and, uh, there's a great painting in that one. Wait, Paul Rudd is in that Paul
0: one. Paul Rudd
1: is in that film. And also... Um, oh, shit. Not Brett from um, Flight of the Concords, Jermaine. Jermaine's in it as an artist, right? And I'm at one point, I'm sure it's this film, where... <laughs> he's talking I think it's Paul Rudd standing there next to him and he's talking about a painting and they're looking at this painting and it's a painting of Jermaine who's just delivered
0: baby lambs <laughs> and it is the fucking weirdest looking thing ever but I fucking cackled big time when it came on there's, there's a couple of good ones that aren't in movies that are really good though like that one it's like where the the guy got like a portrait done of his dog in a suit. Oh, <laughs> fuck, on the fa- of the, the In the picture of it, it's like the, the portrait is there and then the dog's right beside it and it yeah. fucking looks absolutely great. Okay, yeah. like, hey, I've, got, I've got a, a framed painting through my room that I haven't put on the wall yet oh. uh, that my sister gave us for did... my birthday of R2D2 in like a fucking a frilly suit Victorian. And a monocle. Uh, I've seen that one, yeah.
2: yeah. yeah. Did, did you ever see the one that I bought, good friend and friend of the site, Stephen Pollock, for his birthday mm. one year? What is which is it? was it? Pic- it was a picture of Obama dressed in a fallout uniform. Le, uh, the, yeah, yeah, the jumpsuit. Jumpsuit jumps riding a unicorn.
1: Okay, I can see that. That'd be pretty good. No, I didn't see that. That sounds fucking hilarious. Uh, I'll,
2: I'll see if I can find a picture of it and post it to the, the page.
1: Uh, again, one that I find that fondly sticks in my mind from a terrible film is in Spider-Man 3 when James Frank when James Franco's talking to <laughs> the butler and the butler points. It's like, what would your father think? And it's yeah. this brilliant oil painting of wonderful <laughs> sitting cross-legged but looking dead at you. And I was like, Jesus, I want that fucking painting. That's, that's, that's frightening. But right. also, it's amazing. Just looking, judging.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that above your bed? Like, oh, my God, who wouldn't? Who wouldn't have that above your bed? <laughs> I like trying to, like, you know, make love to... You know, your partner or whatever, no, Willem and Willem Devole's Devole's just there He is He is and...
1: judging and possibly terrifying you at the same time. <laughs> but yeah, um,
0: what else? Uh, Exciting stuff. Wes
1: Anderson usually has a couple of good ones. Like Boy With
0: Apple's a pretty funny picture. Mm. Um, but... There's also, there's a video game called The American Dream. Uh, I've told you about this one before. Where like there's a, a picture that, no, do you know the painting The Creation of Adam? Yeah, it's the real, yeah. The like for anyone who doesn't know, it's the, the really famous one of like a uh, God kind of up in the clouds, and he's like he's kind of reaching down towards like a a naked Adam on the the ground. It's the, It's uh, in the Sistine Chapel. Yeah, it's essentially it's that painting, but like God is handing Adam a glock. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> Tommy, we both know the best version of that thing. Pic- yep, it's Jennifer, Jennifer and Cale of friendship. Yep, it's
2: Chris Jericho and KO.
1: Yep, that is fantastic. fucking great, man. I remember loving that. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, probably that's probably enough about paintings, but I, I fucking... When a painting of something obscure is introduced into a film, I fucking really, really love that. I find it it's, one of the best parts yeah. of comedy. It's, it's
0: more just when it's really out of
1: place. Yeah, yeah. it's like, uh, what the fuck's that there for? <laughs> but yeah... Um, yeah.
2: Should anyway, we back to, Should we go back to the news?
1: Yeah, let's go back <laughs> to the news. That was, that was uh, okay.
2: fun, though. Uh, going back to Roman Polanski. Oh, God, oh, uh, man. Margot Robbie was announced today as taking on the role of Sharon Tate, uh, who was uh, Roman Polanski's wife, in mm-hmm. uh, Quentin Tarantino's next effort, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, which is based on the Charles Manson family murders.
0: Yeah. Um, Something so like that ha- Man, what did, like when I was looking quickly through the news stuff earlier, someone got confirmed for that, but I forget who it is now. Uh, like,
1: both Brad Pitt and Leo are up for it. Yeah, um, it's and they're
2: they're looking also at uh, Burt Reynolds, Scott Russell, Burt Reynolds, Tim Tim Roth. Well, yeah, uh, a couple and, of and, and Michael Madsen. Yeah, this so, is Burt,
0: Burt Reynolds is the one I
1: was thinking of. Apparently, like, he's now confirmed for. Yeah, a couple of Tarantino regulars, but he's apparently yeah. uh, what was said as well is the Sharon Tate the the, the murders is like. A backdrop of it, but it's more about the changes in Hollywood around about that time. But yeah, right. So Margot Robbie, not Margot Robbie, Margot Kidder.
2: Margot Robbie.
1: Oh, Margot Robbie. Shit. Why was I Margot Kidder? Fuck. I don't know. Right. Who's that? She was in Superman. She was low Lane.
0: Yeah. Okay, you're talking about the old uh, Superman. Obviously. Yeah. Sorry.
1: Yeah, the old, yeah. Superman, the original Superman, because no, no the that, that, that
2: would be a very different film if current Margot Kidder was playing Sharon Tate.
1: Yes, it would be.
2: <laughs> uh, also announced from Can, uh, Bill and Ted Free. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: face which the music, is a, face the music. That's it. That's
2: the one. You know, Thirty years after the last one came out, um, it's good to hear
0: that this has got the go-ahead though, because like we were struggling for ages to actually get the funding yeah. for it, would not <sighs>
2: Uh Written by original writers Chris Matheson and Ned Solomon. It's a good sight. Di- it's been directed by Dean Parson, right. who
0: did
2: Galaxy Quest and Fun with Dick and Jane.
0: Oh, one oh, of those films one, is good.
2: One
1: good, one bad. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, how do you, do you use water there, Bill and Ted?
0: I thought Bogus Journey ended on such a fucking great note. I mean, was like, quite happy with that. There's no, on where
2: they go with
0: it. there's no harm in them making it. Do you mean like expectations are kind of low because it is one of those things where it's a rare occasion where these things come out and they're really good? But like I've got a lot of love for Karen Reeves and uh, Alice Winner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, you know. Give it a shot. They've got nothing yeah. to lose from it. No. Like it's not going to make the other two films shit. No, like, I hey, mean... It's, it's been it's, so long
1: as well. Yeah, I mean, it's been...
0: I think Alex Winter is more... I think he's like an editor now or something. He's, he gave up the acting game for well. Yeah, I uh, mean, like, people go on about dudism all the time with the big Lebowski and stuff. But, like, uh, Bill and Ted really are the, the ones with the perfect religion. That's true. The, the, oh, the one golden ruler, just be excellent to each other, which no one fucking listens to, which is why I hate humanity. Yeah, hate. Be excellent anyway, each other
1: and party on dudes. <laughs> and a whole future is based on that. And yeah. everybody's fucking super cool. And we didn't listen.
0: Yeah. We're, we're fucking it up terribly.
1: Yeah.
2: More news out of can is uh, Terry Gilliams, the man who killed Don Quixote, mm-hmm. uh, Amazon has backed out as its US distributor.
1: Oh fuck off.
0: So, Why don't they just so get up?
2: once yeah, once again this film goes into is development it limbo? now.
0: Oh, is that only um, like, how many? How, is that uh, that is now several decades in the media?
2: It, fir- it first started filming in nineteen ninety eight, uh, and the reason it, it kind of went into development hell was that star Jean Roquefort died, mm-hmm. and there was also financial issues. Yeah, uh, and once again, it's financial issues over and a legal battle over who owns the rights to it, mm-hmm. which seems to have caused this problem. Mm-hmm. So. As far as as I'm aware, it got shown at Cannes last year. Oh, did it? Uh, So it's made, it's actually finished. So it's made, so it's now just a case of (laughs) distribution. So someone may step in.
0: Surely. I bet. You
2: would would think so. If
0: you were to uh, be a a shady character and look on them illegal torrent sites, I bet you could probably find that.
2: Possibly, very possibly. Yeah. Uh, um, If Amazon's stepping out, Well, I suppose it just depends on um, how the uh, legal battle over the rights kind of pans out. Mm -hmm. Once that gets sorted, I'd imagine that will clear a path for somebody
1: to come in. Yeah, no, just somebody that... It sounds like the story is just not wanting to be made. Like Orson Welles Mm -hmm. tried to make it uh, back in the day. and it's not like the Shah of Iran managed to... (laughs) He managed to get a hold of the negatives or something like that, and yeah. it's like legally he owned them and that, and it could not, it could not be released. And then it's like Terry Gilliam comes along, and it, and for you know thirty odd years, it's just been yeah. in development I was, I was kind of I looking forward to this.
2: I don't know if you've seen it. There's a very good documentary actually about this uh, called Lost in La
1: Mancha. I have seen it. Really enjoyed it. Uh,
2: it's worth checking out uh, about its original kind of problems.
0: Mm-hmm. What's it like this one of the ones where. The book for that is like 2,000 pages long, or something in it. Yeah, it's one of
2: these books that they always say, Oh, this is an unfilmable novel. Yeah. But films get made. I never really these thought about that. Novels. But, like,
0: uh, I might try and find an audiobook of that mm. because uh, I've got a lot of time to fucking spare. So. Yeah, But you're right,
1: Neil, that, that happens all the time. I remember when yeah. uh, Perfume came out and it was like Kubrick, Scorsese, and a lot of other folk had said, This cannot be filmed. And I think it was at Tom. Quicker
2: that made it. Uh, yeah, Tom Tucker.
0: Yeah, yeah. It was
2: okay. They said the same about um, Lord Lord the Rings
0: as well. I quite enjoyed perfume. Yeah. I mean, like, yeah, they, they say the same about every fucking film until somebody makes it.
2: No. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they said the same about American Psycho. So.
0: Yeah. Which is great. To be fair, um, though, like a lot of people who love that book don't really like that film, though.
2: I am well. I like the film. It's just not the. It's just not what I wanted from right.
0: that. In which right. case, it might be a conversation with you on this podcast that's making me think that. Uh, we, 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 no, it's, yeah, Neil came Yeah, over. I think we did talk about that. Yeah, we it? did, because
1: yeah. I re-watched it, and I brought it up, <clears throat> and I was saying oh, how right. I really like, I really like the film, and I really like the book. Uh, here's one for you, Tommy, to kind
2: of talk about, Rambo 5. Oh,
1: yeah. Yeah, 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 Sly Stallone tweeted uh, on his Instagram officially, um, it's happening. Rambo Five is like it. Well, it says fall of twenty nineteen, so I'm guessing that they've got everything. Well, it's I guess, um Avi Lerner, Millennium uh, Films, Millennium Pictures, who is a collaborator of Sloan's, who did like Rambo Four and <clears throat> um, uh, and probably the Expendables. Um, yeah, they're they're doing it. Apparently, the, the story's going to be Rambo takes on Mexican drug cartels.
0: Do you know? Like my one hope for this is that they rely less on CGI blood. Okay, like, yeah, because that's something the Expendable films and the previous Rambo film, Like, although they're... Well, I, I, Expendables I don't think is quite as good, but like, that last Rambo oh, film was excellent. Rambo like, 4 all is the, fucking awesome. All the, uh, the fake blood in it, like it's so obvious when you see it, and it's really it takes you out of the film.
2: Yeah, I mean... I, sorry, I, yeah. I, would, imagine, I would imagine that's a, a budgetary issue yeah. more than anything else.
0: Yeah, I mean, the thing about...
1: I mean, remember when Rambo 4 came out, or before it came I, out, and Stallone released a trailer for it, like, it'd just been cut together it wasn't really anything official and we all lost our fucking shit because it looks so violent and it just was reminiscent of an 80s like film in terms of its violence and when it came out oh yeah the plot is mediocre and whatever but you watched it purely for mean, like, purely for the bloodshed i actually think the plot was pretty fucking solid as well it was like,
2: I, I think it's better than it had any right
1: to yeah be. no like i don't roll that the plot was, is the plot is basic Brilliant. No, yeah, it was just there. Yeah, whatever. It's like it's it is what it is. You you can see where this is going a mile off. But then it's like when you watched it and you just seen the
0: fucking like action of the violence of the gore. It was fucking brilliant. Have you have you seen that? Like now the the bit at the end when he gets on the big fucking, uh, the mounted gun on mm-hmm. the back of the jeep. Have you seen like the, the gif going about where someone has photoshopped a gun out of it? And it's, it's just, just like him as, giving a thumbs up. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: I got that That's for great. I got that as a happy birthday one year. It was hilarious. Um, But yeah, I mean, I think it was just because it was such a break from like 12A action that we got an old school 18 fucking no
0: holds barred gung-ho action movie that didn't hold back. And I really... It doesn't hold hold back, but it's also like sure enough of itself to be like a a slow burner. Like the the first kind of half of that movie doesn't really have any action in it. Mm -hmm. Like other than one or two scenes of like showing you the bad guys doing fucking despicable Mm -hmm. shit, like throwing children into a burning building... (laughs)
1: man again though <laughs> you're like
0: when that happens
1: you're just like man you're gonna get fucked up man and it does not disappoint it's like they set them up as pure fucking bastards and then it's like man and then like the, I remember the last shot is like the guy looking and you see the his aviators and like the fire and all the destruction and the whole audience is like, oh, you're gonna fucking get it, man. And like, and boy, he does he get it. As if
0: you didn't hate him enough, man. He was also a pedo as well. Exactly, like, man. And then him. Rambo fucking snaps his fucking neck out, man. That's Wait, great. No, he doesn't. Does he? He rips he, his neck out. Yeah, he, no, he
2: does he? He eroticizes
0: him. He does. The he, main he's that guy. He's, like, what he's, I remember is like he... Uh, The guy who tries to run away...
2: The pedo bad guy? Aye.
0: Aye. No, like, he he comes out from behind a tree and he fucking guts him, then kicks him down a hill and all his intestines split everywhere. I thought... Like, he rips somebody else's throat out, but the main guy... Oh, wait, no... Roadhousing, nah,
1: the road, the guy that gets roadhoused is uh, he's about to, yeah, it's he's about to he's do Rambo's re- bird. Well, not his bird, but the last yeah, he likes. It's, it's when and Rambo
0: he, goes back to the camp to rescue all the, the Christians, uh, yeah, right, right. And it's like one of them goes to raise an alarm and he grabs his throat and then rips the, the larynx. Out. I'm sure he's
1: about to rape this blo- the blonde lass that he fancies and he
0: yeah. <laughs> fucking tears it out. And it's so good, and I want to watch it right now. Um mm-hmm. uh, but do you yeah. know what else is a great bit in that film. Oh. Like a, when he ties the scented rag around his foot so the dogs will follow him then he leads them straight to that fucking undetonated bomb that he attaches a claymore, oh, claymore to right. when the explosion goes off it looks like someone's killed a predator it's fucking great it really is man so again I, I can only hope that
1: Sly keeps it on that level but yeah I mean Jesus man the man's 71 or 72 now you're like what the fuck uh. is he gonna do this man I saw um, a
0: picture of the other day as well, apparently he's still got the turtles from Rocky as well. He right? does, aye. Uh, 40 odd years <clears> old. <throat> so that's cool.
1: I think that's actually from the set of Creed 2 which is still in, I think it's in principal photography Fear. it's wrapping up. But yeah, Rambo 5, fucking bring it on. Rambo takes on the Mexican drug cartel, hopefully in a absolute, I'll say two hour blistering bout of action and blood. So
0: who, who uh, If you were in charge of the casting who would be the the Mexican cartel leader, the main Mexican. Like in, in, instantly, <laughs> I was mumming. about to. I was about to
1: do that thing where, it's it's bad casting because there's no way he's a Mexican like Rod Steiger is, um, and <laughs> fucking not a Razor. What was it, Neil? Who was Rod Steiger? Uh, a Mexican. The,
2: the specialist. He's, I, not a Mex, he's not a Mexican he, He's not a Mexican. Uh, <laughs> no, he, is he a Mexican? No. Is he He's a. Uh, 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 it's not. It's, it's not Puerto Rican.
1: Yeah.
2: Is he movie Puerto Rican?
1: Yeah. I haven't seen
2: he, 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 he's some form of Hispanic.
1: <laughs> yes, and it's fucking Rod Steiger and he yeah. like, he no exactly. <laughs> Who
0: who would you cast this time though?
1: Alright, well if I was just like well, let's get this serious or if I was like, Oh man, if I was gonna be playful with it Alright, seriously, oh, I don't know, man. I mean the usual kind of the usual kind of names come up, don't they? Like you Is know... the first name Jimmy yeah. Smith? Eh? Jimmy Smith? No, it's not Jimmy Smith. <laughs> no, it's not Bail Organa. Even though I do like Jimmy Spitz, I I, I, I love him in most TV shows that he's been in. Um, I don't know,
2: because do, do they go with a guy, <coughs> kind of an older guy, yeah. or do you go with a younger guy?
1: Yeah. If
2: it's a younger guy, I'd maybe go down the lines of like your guy, El Garcia Bernal. Yeah. Because you're kind of getting to like the early 40s. Who, that kind who's of thing. that? He was... I won't. know Who were you going to say? I was about to say he was Shane, but that was
1: Benicio del Toro. No, he was in Motorcycle Diaries, was he not?
2: Yes, he was. He was Shane. Oh right, types. yeah, yeah. Uh, he
1: was also the baddie in uh, the Wolf Errol Spanish movie. Shit, was it right. mi Padre? Oh,
2: Casa de mi Padre is amazing. It is amazing.
1: <laughs> it's really good.
2: I, I, I honestly think that's possibly one of Wolf Errol's best films.
1: I would. I'd agree with you. It's one of his definitely his, his, his recent times. Um, yeah. But yeah, uh, oh, yeah, that's a good shout. Yeah, who, who, sorry, who would you cast then? Oh man, I don't know. Like um, Michael Pena, mm, no, no, um, I, Danny Trejo. If, maybe if going, sorry, I Neil.
2: If you're going older, I would maybe go Alfred Molina. he's ah, a
0: Mexican.
2: Like, he, what, you, he's, you he's played all kinds. He was a Mexican in Frida.
1: Yeah, um, I don't know what he was in uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark. <laughs> He was um it was some kind of South expression. South something like yeah. Willem Defoe plays a Mexican fucking, in fucking once upon a time Mexico and you're like, not
0: yeah, you're not Mexican, does Willing? he? Yeah. He's, yeah. The, he's the main villain. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, that's Willem Defoe, and we all know that and we fucking know he's not Mexican. <laughs> is Willem Defoe the one that's got the fake arm in that film or is that Johnny Depp? Oh, no, Johnny Depp, I don't think he's got a fake arm in it. in like yeah, yeah, because like he kind of gets into duels with folk and stuff like that. But like he's got like, the fake arm out, and he's actually got like another gun in his actual arm that's more concealed. Because like, that hammer was that one of the foe? I don't even fucking remember. Ah, oh, fuck Johnny it. Depp ends up blind in that movie. I don't yes, he does. Much. Yes, he does. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, like it's probably gonna be Danny Trejo, though, isn't it? Uh, no. No, nah, Danny Trejo the henchman. henchman.
1: Yeah, he's the main henchman. That's what Danny Trejo does. Um, maybe the guy that's—I mean—he's in Expendables. You know, the guy—it's like leader of the. He's leader of um. Shit. Um, Eric Roberts is like a uh, private army. He looks a bit like Stephen Bridges. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, and, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, Angel
0: from uh, Dexter. Dexter Eye. Yeah. I go with him. I mean, Still Lord knows him. He's reliable. He can do the job. I mean, that's pre- I mean, I suppose he was like a a General, uh, in expendables. Mm-hmm. But, like. <laughs> yeah. But again, <laughs> if Willem Dafoe turned up. <laughs> I wouldn't complain.
1: <laughs> I'd just be like, "This is obviously. I mean, this film's going to be a fucking laugh anyway. So, I why not?" Will the Defoe's head of the Mexican cartel? Will Arnie. Uh,
0: army? <laughs>
1: not I, a I chance.
2: The shit out of that. <laughs> yeah,
1: but you know he'll be in it probably at some point, man. Maybe as a Terminator. Who fucking knows? Um,
0: any more news? What else is news?
2: Um, I do not really have any more news. It was just a, a thing we talked about uh, the remake of. Uh, the Killer, John Woo's The Killer, oh, last yeah. week. Um, and we'd kind of thought, what has John Woo done lately? Uh, last week, um, I think it was Thursday, uh, a film called Manhunt, directed by John Woo, and is supposedly a Netflix original, appeared on Netflix.
0: Sweet. Is it anything yeah. to do with the uh, Red dragon type stuff? That, no. Uh, no. No, It'll it's be a, nothing ch- to do with it, Thomas about Hong
2: Kong gangsters, like everything else. Right. <laughs>
0: Yeah, uh,
1: I will I'll watch that absolutely. Yeah,
2: I'm gonna watch it this week.
1: Sweet. I forgot to watch. Fuck. What was that a Korean action film about the assassins? Oh, uh, the Villainess. Is that still on Netflix? Yeah, I think so. Shh, yeah. I need to watch that. I I Better. Watch really that as well. Down. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. Anything else? man? no, really. Cool. Um. So we've talked about trailers. We talked about news. So do you want to give a film? I'll give a, I'll give my film and you give. The, the, I suppose what the release of the week would be. Is there a release of the week? I guess it's... it's
2: all a, quite I, mid-level. I guess yeah? it's
1: I Am Pretty. I Feel Pretty.
0: I Feel, I feel Pretty. pretty. Yeah. A movie so uh, memorable that you've already forgot the name of it. I never seen it, Neil did. He
1: never saw it? Oh, I watched that. Did right. you watch Tully and I Feel Pretty? Uh
2: No, I had a change to my running order because when I went to the cinema... Before I went in, I just kind of tried to familiarise myself with what Tolly was about, and I read that it was written by Diablo Cody, and I went fuck that. See, so I, so I went to see Mary and the Witch's Flower
1: instead. I bet you that's the one which, you That's the anime thing you were talking about. Yeah, that'll was a good? One, that'll be the one you liked.
2: That is the one which I thought was kind of meh. Oh God,
0: hey, okay. like, right. do you want to tell us about it? I go for what it. What is the plot? All right, okay, let's
2: start, start with Mary. Uh, Mary is Flower is about a young girl called Mary who is, who is kind of sent to live with her great-grand-aunt uh, while her parents are on some kind of work job, which you never, ever meet the parents. So okay, yeah, this that, checks out. <laughs> yeah. It's It's typical, it's very typical kind of... Ghibli esque anime where it takes place in a in a Japanese a place rural... that looks like middle. Well, no, that this, this looks like middle England, mm-hmm. uh, kind of rural England. Uh, everybody's got a very rural English name. Uh, I believe this is probably because it's based on a novel by Mary Mary Stewart <clears throat> called Little Broomstick. Um, so it's. Is this this a Ghibli movie? No, it's not a Ghibli movie. Um, So, Mary uh, has red hair, is a bit of a klutz, doesn't really have any friends, because she's just moved to this wee town. Uh, She comes across this flower, uh, which gives her magical powers. She finds a broomstick, which the magical powers kind of ignites. Is the
0: so... magical flower a metaphor for puberty?
2: No. <laughs> okay. no it's not. It's a literal magical flower. Uh, the, the seeds give you the powers. Uh, so she's whisked off into the sky by this broomstick uh, to a land in the sky where she comes across a witch's college. So immediately it feels like it's going to be a Harry Potter cell yeah. thing, but It gets to the point where you kind of realise that the headmistress of the school and the kind of head science teacher guy have ulterior motives about what they're doing. Um, And shenanigans ensue, including a kidnapping of a child uh, and trying to kill this little girl.
0: Does she have a sidekick black cat who talks?
2: She does have a sidekick black cat, but it does not talk. However, its facial expressions do tend to do all the talking for it. Yeah. Uh the cat's
0: maybe one of the best characters in it. I'm kinda glad I didn't go see this. Like, I... I, I don't think you would have liked yeah. it that much. Like, from what you've already said alone, it's making me think of Kiki's Delivery Service, which was yeah. the most boring Ghibli film I've ever fucking seen.
2: See if it was Kiki's delivery service, <laughs> I would have enjoyed that a bit more. It's just, it's very by the numbers. It it looks really nice. The animation is really nice and really tight. Um, There's just not a lot of character development. Uh, A lot of, there's a lot of kind of stuff in terms of relationships between uh, Mary and this boy Peter, who she only meets like the day before everything kicks off, and they insult each other on that day, they kind of form this relationship. She's the one that ends up getting him kidnapped uh, and experimented on, but yet he seems fine with everything that happens, and they're best pals after it, and it's like it seems really unearned. Um, Yeah. Yeah. But it is based on a kids' book. It's. It feels like it's. It's a kids. It's a kids anime. So
0: I take it this was like an English dub then, rather than like Japanese with English uh, subtitles.
2: No, uh, they had the option of both an English dub and the Japanese subtitles, and I went for the Japanese subtitles. Japanese
0: language with subtitles. Yeah. It, yeah. Sorry, sorry. Not. Not the had <laughs> Japanese subtitles to read. Yeah. Yes, I. I.
2: Read, I read kanji. Yeah. I'm dead good at that. So, yeah, it was okay. It's... <clears throat> it's the kind of film that I think, if I had a, if I had a young kid, more so if I had a daughter, or maybe if my niece was up, I, I could I would quite happily have taken my niece to it, and they would have maybe got something out of it. Uh, otherwise, it was just kind of, yeah, this is pretty but a bit empty. Yeah.
0: Okay, fair it is. Um, Yeah, I don't really have anything else to pry into that. It's kind of, yeah. Ach well. um, you want to tell us about your shit show, the movie? Yeah,
1: I went and watched the Strangers, colon, Pray at Night. So, yeah, this is the, the I don't want to say long-awaited sequel, because oh, <laughs> nobody asked for this, um, to The Strangers, which was, I think, 2008 or 2009, which starred Liv Tyler and Scott Speedman. Which was a home invasion movie. Which was a home invasion film. Uh, it was all right. It was alright for what it was.
0: Uh, <clears throat> it seemed to be the Home Invasion movie before the trend of Home Invasion movies, but anyway. Yeah, it was one of the earlier ones. The yeah. Kicked but, and it was effective as well. Like that bit in the trailer where, like she's talking on the phone and then like... It's, it's just looking behind her. Yeah, and, like you just you know, see the kind of person walking out the uh,
1: shadows. There's a couple of good bits in it. Um, Strangers to pray at night, so um, completely new story. Um, but it does have the recognizable strangers. What the ones like the bedrooms, yeah, the masks and yeah. things like that. Um, is this uh, also a home invasion movie? No, not really. Uh, the way this kind of plays out is that the way the film go starts is like the strangers uh, go into this camper van and kill this couple, um, and you're like, right, okay, and then. It cuts to the, the the main characters of the film. Uh, Christina Hendricks is the mum. Martin
0: Henderson is the dad. Oh, oh, Sorry, did you watch the original? Yeah, yeah. Did the strangers like get killed or captured? No, they the get away with it. Is this the same strangers? Y- you're kind of led to believe that. Um, right. And so basically,
1: <clears throat> um, I so, then it cuts to the family, and it's uh, Christina Hendricks and. Uh, Martin Henderson, and basically, they're going to this uh, camper van site. Uh, there's a bit of dr- drama in there because their the daughter is a bit of a Tate Away. Um, she looks cliched as fuck. She's got a Ramones t shirt on, and you know, she smokes, but she's a young teenager and she's apparently a Tate Away. Surprised
0: she doesn't vape.
1: Uh, yeah, well, there you go. Um, but she's getting sent away to boarding school. There's a bit of drama amongst the. They're saying, look, we've tried everything, but you, you're fucking. You know, what else are we supposed to do? So they're going to go stay in this camper van, which <laughs> I think it's Christina Hendricks' uncle Marvin owns. Uh, but lo and behold, it just happens to be the same camper van site that the strangers have taken over. Um,
0: so, like in the first one, they they did shit just for the sake of it. There was like no, no they just, reason to they just they just yeah, tormented to torment people them. because they were home. I think was <coughs> like, why'd you do it? Because you were
1: home, and this is the same kind of thing. It's uh, they're 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 on their way there. Um, they're, they happen to be there and, yeah, the strangers uh, proceed to torment the family. Um, the film, it was shit. Like, really, I mean, I could put up with, like, mainstream horror and even the really fucking terrible ones, um, but this was bad, man. Like, the acting was terrible, um, even for, as I said, for uh, studio fluff, which, was the, which this was... Is um, this like a, is it Platinum Dunes? No, it's not Platinum Dunes.
0: What's the other one? Is it Bloomhouse? you it guys? Was was in,
1: it wasn't Um I can't remember who it was. Um, I think it was Cross Creek Pictures. I can't But anyway, um, yeah, it's just, it, it plays out exactly how you think it's going to play out. The characters are two-dimensional, and I'm being kind there. Um, they do everything what? that you hate, even, I mean, even stuff that you put up with, like, no, man, we'll all split up and do this. And no, don't investigate that. No, we should investigate that, because that looks fucking mega dodgy. And then it's like, there's at times where there's, like, the the, the wee taid away daughter, she's pissed off with everyone, including her brother, but then it cuts to a scene later, and they're pals again, and you're like, oh, where's this fucking, where's this came from? And then they're, they just do shit that you wouldn't
0: do, like... <laughs> Like, at one point... When they that, disc- that, for me, is, like, the fall-down point of, like, a lot of horror movies. It's just yeah, like don't
1: get me wrong. There's times where I could put up with that, and I'm like, it's fine. It's like, yeah, it's genetic, but as long as the, the <clears> deaths <throat> are inventive and stuff like that, this doesn't have fucking any of it. Um, the deaths are so genetic and just... <laughs> I want to say, like, unsurprising. Uh, and, again, it does that thing where someone... Like, folks survive where you're like, there's no fucking way you'd survive that. Like, at one point, someone takes a shotgun... Uh, to, the, to the sternum, and they're about as far away as, like, you know, they're about a foot away from each other, and they're still kind of crawling about, and then like, oh, why you... And, and talking, you're like, fuck off. It's like, it's like you'd be dead, all right? You'd be fucked. That's a shotgun to the fuck. You'd be dead. Absolutely annihilated. Is um, there a supernatural element to this? No, is there fuck? They're just... I mean, there's a couple of... Uh, I mean, you could look at it as a supernatural element, because, again, it does that cliched horror thing of... um Someone just happens to go, someone has been terrorized by a stranger, right? And then they run away for like 10, 15 minutes into another caravan, and lo and behold, that stranger is there already and has been waiting for them for which seems like five, 10 minutes. You're like, where the fuck did they get their teleport?
0: Yeah, it's like, I mean, and we, like,
1: yeah, whatever. And there's a bunch of times it's like, again, hey, this is a small caravan. Well, it's, it's not, there's a bit where they're running away and they're like, oh my god, we're lost. And you're like, no, you're not, there is a road. It's like, it's not the fucking moors, you know what I mean? Even though they try to play it out, because there's mist all over the place, and you're like, where the fuck's this coming from? But it's just, this, you're like, there's loads of times I just shook my head, and I was like, oh man, just shoot them, or just fucking Are hell. there any redeeming moments to it? Yeah, man, there's a couple of 80s banger music soundtracks in it, but that's it.
0: What, were we talking, like, well-known stuff, or? Oh,
1: I totally clips the hearts in there. It's like, whenever the stranger's about to commit a murder, if they can... They have an eighties banger, blading away. <clears throat> uh, the way the kind of font comes up, you know, "Strangers to Pray at Night." It looks as if they're trying to go. I mean, it was it's almost like the same font as Stranger Things. You like, are you trying to go for uh, like
0: I, an almost eighties gimmick here? Nostalgia, yeah. But it's it. like
1: it's not because it's set in it's set in mm-hmm. nowadays. It's present day, and there's nothing really about it uh, that is. I mean, you could argue, yeah, but a lot of the 80s slasher films were ridiculous, but you, you, they were ridiculous, but they were of their time, and some of them had at least some substance to it. All this does, and there's a couple of times it references a few things, like it references Texas Chainsaw Master and a couple other things, but you're just like. references in a groaning
0: way or in a way we like? That's kind in of. In cool. a way,
1: if you're a horror fan and you've seen that, you're like, oh, yeah, I bet you that inspired that shot, or so, I bet you that inspired so that. So a, a pandering way, then? Yeah, I'll say pandering. But again, it was just, just shit. And the thing is, there's about 10 folk in the cinema and we were all like groaning and giggling at the same bits. I mean, I don't think MD really, I don't think MD enjoyed it in the sense like, oh man, what a great horror film. It was more like, this is laughably shit. Is it worse than Ready Player One? That's a different beast altogether. You can't really compare them. I would say that, that Strangers Pray at Night is up there with Ready Player One as two of the worst films I've seen this year. And we'll probably make well. my top five list of worst films this year. But in saying that, Ready Player One's a different beast because it's a, it's, a, it's a Steven Spielberg blockbuster where there's a lot more hanging See. on it. Strangers 2, Pray at Night, it's just a piece of fluff shit that nobody will remember, much like Rings yeah, or yeah, the yeah. last Saw right. film. You're just that, like, a, whatever. That French, you know what I mean?
0: Switchblade Romance was a fucking was good trash. No, man. Switchblade
1: Romance is good up to the end because <laughs> the end doesn't <laughs> yeah. make any fucking sense. It null no avoids the, the rest of it.
2: The first two acts of that film are very good. Yeah, the first act of that
1: film is bullshit. It null and voids the whole film because there's no way that it could go, ever. that everything that preceded the ending could have mm-hmm. happened the way it does, and you're like, man, Alexandra, yeah, get your fucking finger out. And he did a wee bit because he, he then made the remake of the Hills of Eyes, which I really enjoy. And Piranha The remake played... of the Hills of Eyes is a belter movie? It is, man. I would say it's better than the original in uh, little, yeah, man. De- like, definitely.
0: man. I I I've remember seeing bits of it, but like I've got like a real problem with like that era of horror like not the original Hell's of Eyes, but the remake one, because that was out about the same time as Wrong Turn and all that sort of stuff. As it well. was like two thousand seven. It's like that whole idea that like uh, incest can create superhumans. Like it uh, was okay. just enough of a turn-off for me. That was like I can't get, I can't watch
1: this. It's not
2: this isn't. H- horror is a very defined genre. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, but yeah, there's not much else to say about um, the Strangers Prey at Night. I mean, I wouldn't even recommend. Oh, go because you know if you just want a popcorn horror film with a couple of jump scares, you'll get that. You don't. It's 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 not scary. It's laughably shit. Why? It's, it's more funny than anything because it is so generic and
0: cliched, and badly crafted. Why are there so many horror films in the past month or two? Like, is this what it's like every year? Yeah,
2: they're, they're cheap to make. They generally make
0: their budget back. I don't, yeah. tend, I don't, like, maybe it's just because I've blocked them all because I don't really care. But, like, I don't remember there being horror films every fucking month of the year. No, I'd like, be there's surprised. There's, look, there's
2: always a steady stream of them. Yeah,
1: you'd be surprised. Like, Bloomhouse, that's what they do. So, I mean, like, there's, there's loads of, like, wee horror films that Either came out or went under the radar. Like I mean, like we were talking about the witch. That kind of went. That came and went, and I felt that film deserved more than what it got. Um, the The Eyes of My Mother was probably the best that's horror film last year. Eyes of, of My year.
2: Mother is a fantastic
0: film. Yeah,
1: it was probably the best horror of last year, but nobody's mm. seen it. Okay, because it's a foreign movie. Have I
0: mentioned on the show before uh, about the scientific study that's been done that people who watch horror movies with their significant others have got like a better chance of staying in relationships i mentioned that before. You haven't, but no. okay, go for it. That's pretty much the gist of it there, but like, yeah, apparently, like, it's something to do with, like, that's a nice science. Uh, <laughs> if, if like, your significant other is, like, afraid and you're there with them, kind of thing, then, like, that creates, like, a stronger bond. Mm-hmm. And it's actually scientifically proven that if you watch horror films with your uh, your significant other. Yeah, well, you can understand that. It's like, your sniff guy's like, oh man, it's like,
1: you do you could keep them safe yeah. and they snuggle in yeah, and things yeah. like
0: yeah, I can understand that. But yeah, Sci- scientifically proven though, there's actually a study on it. No, I'm, I'm, that, that this does not surprise me. I think that's quite interesting though. It is, mm. but, you know, but yeah, that's yeah, that that's that is it. my contribution.
1: And that's <laughs> yeah. So that's it. Uh, probably the worst horror film of this year. Go for it so far. Carry on, Neil.
2: I'm sure something worse will probably come out. There'll be another purge,
0: no doubt. Mm. So the film that you've watched, Neil, was I Feel Pretty, which we've already been quite dismissive of in previous weeks. Which...
2: Um, I think the marketing of that film doesn't really do it any justice. Right. It's, mar- it's It looks like it's marketed as a kind of crass, shallow howl kind of spiritual successor, but it's it's not really, to be honest.
0: It, it looks from the trailers like it's trying really hard to make some kind of socio-political statement but like everything about the trailer looked like it failed on every front of that attempt. Mm. Um, I,
2: I, I would disagree that, <coughs> yes, it's it's making, the statement that it's making is it's it's not just a statement about body positivity that is, that is part of it because that is Amy Schumer characters whole deal is that she her wishes to be beautiful, yeah. um, but there are other characters where <coughs> they have their own kind of neuroses, and it's more about just actually, the whole kind of mess is more about being confident with who you are, not just your body, but your personality uh, and
0: everything that makes up you. Like um, it, it's done through the lens of like having an actual mental disability though, or like a mental block or a you know like it's not done through it's, like this confidence isn't achieved through self-worth it's achieved through deception and that's where it really falls apart for me like I mean I haven't seen the film like granted yep,
2: you have not no but I,
0: yeah just I don't know it just seems like if you want to send a positive message don't do it from a, a kind of position of some form of ailment but hold on like you're saying
1: like from the trailer that's what you got and so did I but neil so you're saying it's uh it's more about like you said more folk of neuroses is about being like just a confident in yourself it's, not, it's, not aesthetically it's, but personally. It's more it's more
2: about confidence right than, in, than anything else because right okay the film itself it's kind of it's one of these i hate the phrase modern day fairy tales
1: right uh,
2: it owes a lot to films like big 13 going on 30, those kind of things where a transformation happens but unlike in like Big which actually references Big there's that in the film itself. Um, Unlike that there isn't the actual physical transformation for things to happen so you get the reaction of everybody else around her kind of looking at her going you're out of your mind but Still, kind of accepting what is happening, because <clears of> the <throat> level of confidence that is being exuded, and I'm not going to stand here. And, well, i can stand here I'm Mars. I'm <laughs> going to sit here and say that it's a great film that it that it succeeds completely in what it's trying to do, because to be honest, as much as as much as Schumer's character has an arc, the kind of people around her aren't really as they're not really as explored as well to kind of give the filter <coughs> okay. of everybody has that, has their own thing which makes them which which gives them neuroses and that yeah. everybody we shouldn't judge everybody based on looks or how they sound or what they do that kind of thing it's everybody's a complete package yeah um, so while I I kind of enjoyed it. I thought I sat there, I giggled at, I giggled at stuff. I really enjoyed Michelle Williams' character. Uh I thought she was I thought
1: She's always good.
2: I thought Michelle Williams played <clears throat> the, really like she <clears throat> she played uh Avery Leclerc, Le, Le, Le who is the granddaughter of a uh a makeup mogul right. who is tra- who's trying to Launch this line of um, high-end makeup, but for your normal women, and that's kind of the crux of the story. Uh, mm-hmm. Is Amy Schumer gets a job with her, and they kind of bounce off each other to try and promote this. What is seen as an elitist brand trying to go into like your supermarket kind of market, okay. um, and. It kind of that aspect of it works. It's actually kind of it has a kind of almost Devil's Wear Devil Wear wears Prada kind of feel to it. That feels like the the, the job movie. story. Yeah, it is a good movie. The job the job storyline seems to be the A story
0: yeah, of, it the of, to, of it. Yeah. As so as so like, what it, of, it doesn't take as much of a focus on like the whole. Like I'm guessing this has an arc of at some point during the film she loses the inability to see her actual reflection and then like she kind of loses her confidence but then yeah, learns you, that, like the confidence was under the whole time and that was the
2: well you you see it in the trailer uh so it's not spoiling anything that she goes to the spin class where everybody's this be- beautiful and thin and she falls off the bike hits her head she wakes up she goes i'm beautiful look at me i'm beautiful so that's where the confident kind of arc comes in. But yes, it does reach the point where she hits her head again and loses it. And yeah, I figured that's that was gonna... the point. Yeah, that was the point kind of where the third act kind of kicks off. And that's where I think it started to kind of fall apart a wee bit. Yeah. Because it's, it's then everybody around her has still seen her as she's normally. But she goes back to acting the way she was. Before she got all the confidence, so she then breaks up with her boyfriend, so. who doesn't doesn't let her doesn't let him see her. She kind of avoids going to her work, uh, essentially quitting her job. And everybody's like, "Why are you quitting your job?" Can't get her on the phone, that kind of thing. But then they have to find a way for all that to kind of tie up and have the kind of happy ending. Uh, so it got a wee bit kind of messy. And, more unbelievable by that, weirdly enough more unbelievable at that point Hmm. but everything with the first two acts it's
0: alright it was funny enough enough. like does it succeed at being like a total feel good movie like
2: um
1: feels
2: like it does up to a point yeah it was alright, like I could imagine the message of just be who you are and be confident about it is quite positive, and I could see people mm-hmm. walking out of that going, "Yeah, it's a good message. It's nice enough." So yeah, it's all right. I I doubt any of the two of you would have enjoyed it. Paco specifically, you would not have enjoyed it. But mm. I okay. I think I think it's it seems to be getting a lot of bad rap in the press,
0: which quite undeserved.
2: For me, it felt undeserved. But maybe I'm not, and maybe not I the know, demographic. Like, I, I, I would imagine, for.
0: Like, are you talking about bad rap in the press from people who've actually seen it, or just people reacting to the marketing for it? Because, like, that marketing uh, does not I do think, its best I, foot forward, think, from what you're saying. I think both. Right. Hmm. Uh, okay. Yeah. I, I still don't have any interest in it. It's like, it is refreshing to hear that it's not, like, as just superficial and vapid as I thought it was going to be. Because like, the trailer really does look like it just severely yeah. misses the mark. Oh, yeah. Well, I, I
2: remember seeing that trailer for the first time, I believe, sitting next to Tommy yeah. and kind of turning to him going, who's this for? What yeah. is this for? That's
1: exactly what you said. You went, who's this for? Mm. Uh, again, I shrugged but, my
2: shoulders. I like, don't know. Man. But, <clears throat> yeah, but I, I thought it was all right. It's got a decent supporting cast. Like, Michelle Williams is really good in it. Uh Rory Scoville who plays uh, Ethan, her boyfriend, he's quite funny in it. Uh AD Bryant's very good in it. Uh Busy Phillips is good in it.
0: Fair
2: enough. But my only issue with maybe the Ethan like, the Ethan character, uh and like A Bryant Busy Phillips' characters is they're maybe not developed well enough uh yeah. to really give them as much impact. I think maybe I think maybe that's that's probably my main criticism of it is that it could have done with maybe a wee bit more character development on the set on the secondary characters.
1: Mm. but How certainly was it? Uh, it
2: was, under, uh,
0: was it? It was just under. What was it? It I number forty. Mm. Right. Doesn't like a movie that short doesn't really lend itself to fleshing yeah. out B characters, C yeah. characters. It? Yeah, it's kind of yeah. like. Um...
1: Do you think, Neil? I mean, this is obviously an Amy Schumer vehicle. You know, I mean, this is from what you're saying. It's her film. She's a star, and that's mm. it. Um, and, and to be
2: fair, she's a she's a very re- relatable character. Even even as a white male,
1: okay.
2: I felt she was a relatable character. Um or maybe that's because I'm a fat lad.
1: <laughs> like, would like you know, you're saying? Would you think this would have worked better? You know, you're saying like characters being um, explored. Do you think this would have worked better as, say, an ensemble piece where it wasn't just an Amy Schumer vehicle, but there was Amy Schumer, but then there was, say, other like, like proper, uh, proper not necessarily stars, uh, but proper stars. <laughs> no, but you know what I mean, like, don't know Michelle Williams, right? See <clears> the <throat> character Ethan. I don't know who that guy is, and some of the other uh, actresses that you mentioned, I'm not as familiar with them. Maybe I've not seen their work, but say it's a lot.
2: A... There's a few, like Eddie Bryant is a. She's ex-SNL. Uh, there's a few other ex-SNL no, in it. I, I've seen so,
0: that boyfriend guy somewhere. So I, I
1: might reckon... I mean, it's just the name... I mean, usually, like, I, sometimes I might not know the name, but I recognise the face. Of, oh, yeah, SNL, whatever. But, I mean, like, this is an Amy Schumer vehicle. It's like, like you said. This happens to her, but had it been, like... That's Amy Schumer's character in this piece, but, say... There was the other folks' nuances being been explored, so it was more like an ensemble piece of like I, that. The message you're talking about confidence. That, and that.
2: that that's a, that's a very that would be a very different film.
1: Right. Okay. Like okay.
2: the the point the way this film is structured, it's about it is her character, right. and she like, at the start of it she's the kind of she's essentially the kind of the every woman mm-hmm. character, and by the end of it, the point of the kind of the rousing speech at the end that she makes, mm-hmm. as they do in all these kind of films where they've learned a lesson, it's about how it's about that every woman.
1: Right. Okay. Right. In saying that, though, what I suggested that you'd end up getting some shit like Valentine's Day or New Year's Eve. You know those kind of fucking Gary oh. Ross movies where like ah, text, well. It's like oh, it's 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 an event, and we're gonna follow these couples or whatever. Yeah. Like, oh. where, where,
2: where no where no one gets any development.
1: No, <laughs> that's true. But then again, I I don't think Gary Ross a great uh, director. for I mean, he did direct Love Actually as well, right? No, that was uh, Richard Curtis. Was it? Yeah. Uh, Been saying that, I did see the trailer for Gary Ross's new film, uh, Oceans Eight.
2: I uh, I saw the trailer for that as well the other day, I, and I'm re- I think I'm ready for that film. Do so you I, think? I, like,
0: have we spoken the show about it before? Like, was it you that was saying that Rihanna's going to sink it? No, that wasn't me. No, did you see that? Um... I probably didn't use those words, but I don't
1: really like Rihanna as an actress.
0: Right. Like I I like I actually think that like I mean Battleship was a piece of shit film, but like, she was not the problem in Battleship. Oh no. Battleship like what, was, so the, what was the other movie she was in? Um,
1: she's in uh This is the end. Which it's, was fine, she was playing Rihanna she's in, in that. Oh, yeah,
2: she, she just plays herself in that.
0: Right. Is yeah. that the one where, like, she is a performer kind of thing? Like, she, there's a part where she is on stage. No, this, is, like... the end, this is the end. No. Is the one where it's the, it's the end of the world. That's got right. Jonah Hill and no, there's, there's, another there's another one, like, more recently, where she is like, she actually does a performance on a stage for something. I forget what. Oh, it is. she was in, she's in Valerian. Well, it wasn't that? I don't think. Mm. But uh, yeah, like I've heard people say that like they think she's going to be the downfall of that movie, and I just don't see it. Like I think she's actually like serviceable in those sort of things. Like she, you know, she's not like stand out. Like, uh, yeah, I mean, do like. I, I can see
1: why mm-hmm. this film has been made. I just don't really have much interest in it. Uh, I didn't. Is that because, thought, because you hate women? Totally? Oh, uh, no, it's not that's that. that at all. <laughs> it,
2: it's a, it's a bit of fluff. Yeah.
1: yeah, but it's like it's like oh, that's Danny Ocean's sister or whatnot, and it's related to the Ocean uh, series. I was like, I mean, there's nothing wrong with like having a heist movie with a a, a female ensemble piece. It's just. I mean,
0: does it need to be yeah. attached to the Oceans franchise? I mean, who cares? It's not like yeah, you know, it's not like it's
2: Yeah, it's not the like it's one Ghostbusters
0: one. where like it's an established thing that is important to like so many people's childhoods. Like eh, that they've kinda just hijacked for no reason. Like it's but ocean it's a rubbish. fucking oceans movie. I, I find it really difficult that you to to expect you to find anybody who cares enough about the Oceans franchise Con- to considering,
2: considering two out the Oceans movies are pretty rubbish. Yeah.
1: I I really fucking enjoy Ocean's 11. Yeah, but like. And Ocean's 13. Yeah, they for... no, really is, like... is, o- yeah. is Ocean's
2: 13 the one where Bruce Willis plays himself?
1: No, that's 12.
2: Is that 12? Yeah. That is one of the worst scenes in history. Yeah, and
1: Julia Roberts is imitating being Julia Roberts. Yeah. Yeah, that's terrible. Um, Ocean's 13 is like Pacino. Is uh, a casino owner and he fucks over. Ah, uh, um,
2: yeah.
1: I mean, it, all right. I say I really enjoyed that. I enjoy it for what it is. I really enjoy the first Oceans film because I just think yeah, but like, it's very. Yeah, cool you,
0: you really enjoy the first Oceans film? But like, it's not like a one of the films that is important to you in your life. You're not going to get up in arms about it kinda getting derailed as a franchise. No, I, no I mean, it's already been derailed. It's as not really, yeah, It's not it, so much derailed was, as a franchise. It was never railed to begin with.
1: Well, I don't know, like, I mean, yeah, you're right, there was no need for Ocean's 12, and it was not very good. Ocean's 13, even Clooney said himself that he was disappointed with the, the second one, and he wanted <clears throat> Danny Ocean to go out on kind of a high, because he really enjoyed making the first one, and being together with his pals to make a fun heist film, and yeah, but I'm I'm not, like, disheartened, I just don't, I just thought the trailer was kind of meh, but... You know, I'm, I'll probably watch I'm, anyway I'm, for the purposes of the show.
0: If it's fun, then who cares? Yeah. If it's good, I, who I like cares?
2: Sandra Bullock, I like Kate Blanchett. I think they'll probably have some
1: quite good background. Sarah Paulson's good. Um, yeah. uh, Helena Bottom Carter, who I, I don't remember seeing in the trailer, but she's in it. Um, and I think, uh, is it the antagonist? Is uh, Anne Hathaway? Anne Hathaway, yeah, and her, her pal. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know what? I, I might be eating my words, it might end up being really fucking great. So I,
2: I think it will be enjoyable and perfectly forgettable,
1: and to and be that's honest, fine. That, that,
2: yeah. that's fine, that's what summer movies should be, mm. to a certain degree, well. and, unlike the well. other great summer movie I watched this week, which was Jaws. Yeah. Man, that
0: movie seems to be just be gaining importance on this podcast, like in the past month or so. It's on Netflix. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I watched Jaws quite a lot, I won't lie. I haven't seen it in a fucking long time, but I should revisit it. Instead oh, of like, yeah. instead this yeah. week I revisited a uh, Thor: The Dark World, and then watched the original <laughs> Defenders, uh, Avengers even. A mm. uh, Thor: Dark World isn't as bad as I remembered. I think you'll find that with a lot of the Marvel films you hate. I don't know about that.
2: Thor: the Dark World's alright. It's just compared to a lot of the other ones, it's the weakest.
0: Yeah, I agree with that. I think like at the time, like I just didn't like Thor. In general, right? I so like watching a movie about somebody I didn't care about, I was just like, whatever. But like, since Ragnarok, like, I, he has now became fun, and therefore, like, I've kind of grown to like the character. So, even back in Dark World, like, I, where he, he isn't really fun, I thought he was like, good. Avengers Assemble, I still wasn't just sitting there frowning constantly. Nah, I just, I like Thor I, one as well. I, I, I just really like Thor, is what's wrong with every DC movie, where he is an actual god. And like he's like unrelatable and he's just that in a Marvel movie for me like when it came to like Avengers and stuff like that. I didn't give a fuck about him in Avengers because like I just saw him as like dull and unrelatable i disagree with that. I mean, yeah. you're saying, yes, he's a god in that, but <clears throat> in like, the first
1: Thor film, there's like, a lot of like, family fucking drama going on there. Like, I remember Brana saying that's why he
0: took it because he thought it was quite Shakespearean in that way. Yeah, and you could kind of see it was, that. It was kind of shitty though. Nah, I, uh, I mean, like, it wasn't terrible. It was just like, meh, whatever. Yeah, I like first uh, Thor movie. Making him, like, the kind of comedy relief is definitely the, the best thing they did with, yeah. with that character. Developed him, that's for yeah. sure. Mm. Um, so is that it? Are we going to call it uh, call it an evening, gents. For or, what uh, films are out next week? that We might be talking about.
2: Oh, there is something out there in uh, Tebby. The, okay. Oh yeah, that, yeah. Daniel that one about Daniel Bro and Ros- Rosamund Pike, I believe.
0: Yeah.
2: Uh, about the, it's an airline hijacking. <clears throat> um,
0: is he the hijacker? Daniel he is the hijacker.
2: Guy.
1: Yeah. Uh, and they they I think this, they are taking hostages is it, to EDM in.
2: Uh, I need. I mean, yeah. Yeah. I uh, need. I mean, pulls a Darth a Darth Vader on them and changes the deal. Yeah. Um, yeah,
0: that looked alright. Really yeah, cool. I'll watch that. I, yeah. I like Daniel Bro. Like whenever he's in something, like it kind of usually kind of makes it more palatable to me. Yeah. Yeah, he's a good actor. Yeah. Like he mm-hmm. was even all right in the Cloverfield Paradox. Didn't watch it compared to the best. Yeah, the he, he he was enjoyed. probably the
2: best thing in that. Yeah. yeah um, didn't watch uh, it. You've, you've got Deadpool two on the fifteenth. Oh mm. yeah, yeah,
1: that'll be the big one.
2: Yeah,
1: um, we have that'll, that'll be week, out by it? next week. What day yeah, is this? Yeah, I believe it's a yeah.
2: Wednesday that comes out.
1: Oh, I. That'll be massive. Yeah, that'll be
0: I really massive. hope that's good. Like I, I'm worried. I'm not. I think it looks exactly what we're going to get. Yeah.
2: That, the news. That... The
0: newest trailer is pretty good, but like I don't think. Like I, I hope they've got like a, a card up their sleeve that we don't know about because cable is not going to make that movie. Kind I of,
1: like, think cable looks the fucking Ted's man. He's, he's just there's something about him I don't
0: I don't. For think. for me for me it's going to be like a
2: the story because at the moment <clears throat> in terms of the trailers I don't think there's a kind of there's a basics of a story but not enough to kind of really push it forward. Yeah. We'll
0: yeah. see. I mean, I guess this, night, this time next week we'll be yeah. talking about it. Yep. Uh, yeah. So uh, that's it for the show. Thanks for joining us, Neil. Thank you. Thanks for joining us, Paul. Cheers. Cheers. Uh, out.